Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. I'm Cody and I'm Rod Musi. And this is October, and it is the last, last week of October. So we did best up. I mean, Halloween well, Sunday. I did. Wait. I did an old ball day. So <laughs> this week we are doing one of our final giveaways in Boston Shine. over here in the corner with the minute. Yes, it's going to help us by making a stop the bucket at the end. But we uh, we are really, really grateful for Buff and Shine and everything they have done. I cannot uh, do justice with it. There are tens of thousands of dollars of product that they gave us to just give away and didn't even hesitate and then sent us more. I know. They're so, Clint and, and everybody at Buffin, I am I am more than thankful. We really, really thank you guys. It's been fantastic. We've got a couple more things to give away later on, like November, but but our last is this is today. Yeah, so super excited, and I'm I'm regretting that I didn't put a witch's hat on or something. But you're scary oh, well, enough I'm scaring enough, you know. I'm getting old and decrepit. So, but somebody that's not old and decrepit that is suave, debonair, and just amazingly good, handsome, overall great dude is our guest today, Yasper oh, Yap, owner of Supply Chain International Services. So, welcome. We're super excited to have you today. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, so we uh, actually met at the uh, Air Force One detailing project a couple yep. years ago. That's correct. And, yeah. um, you know, the thing that impre- that kind of impressed me, but I was also amazed when I first met you, you were telling me about all of the diverse projects you were working on. And I'm like, I thought I was overloaded, and I'm listening to you, and I'm getting tired. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I don't know how to start. Just that it's a challenge. It's a daily challenge you have to take or consider in your life. And it's like you have to be successful. Not basically, you know, finish the product or do by successful in terms of learning and open your mind and take it to the next level. And that's been a challenge every time I deal with any new product. And as you know me, as we talked before, I'm a big time car guy. Mm-hmm. So my background, I had a, believe it or not, a, a disc job, a high-end white collar type of uh, IT project management. Then all of a sudden I decided to go crazy, come to the US and deal with cars. And it just started from there. Yeah. So, so um, when you came here and one of the, talk about some of the projects you worked on and uh, some of the different ventures you're involved in. Okay. Well, I come, uh, first, I graduated in 1998 from Amman, Jordan, 
with a degree in banking finance administration science. Back then, as a young dude, wanted to make a living, started as a, a job at a bank, then uh, uh, joined my family business uh, in the medical field and transitioned to a government job in Qatar. I'm from Jordan, but I was born in Qatar and I had a good, successful life somehow, but it was filled of responsibility and challenges where I had to worry about the people that is looking up to me or people that might be dependent on me. So, mm-hmm. uh, make the story short, 2000, uh, you know, as any uh, young professional wants to make a living, uh, make a profession out of his career, or uh, get down to 2009, no, actually, before that, you know, I held a job as a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a credit card administration representative, which basically dealing with the rewards, air miles, and stuff like that, like that at the bank where I worked in Qatar. Then as a project manager and a financial manager for my family business, transitioned from one clinic, dental clinic, or to a medical center where we it got bigger and bigger. Then 2005, joined this uh, government entity in Qatar where I was an IT project manager or coordinator to be in particular, managing project and coordinating intra-department operation. My operation is my thing. I love making things running smoothly and coordinate stuff that is high, high, or excuse me, I'm losing uh, uh, expression here. It's hard to coordinate or hard to get it uh, interrelated, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, IT, do I like IT projects? I'm good at it, but not really much, to be honest with you. <laughs> but here's the good thing about it. I dealt with really awesome people uh, at that government entity, very respectful people of Qatar. They really carry their uh, people, their employees to the next level. But, you know, politics plays uh, a role in everything. So 2009, I end up with a uh, decision that I need to leave the work I'm at. So uh, the, the thing was, is I need to go for the next step or next phase. So 2009, I have a little sister that she wants to finish her education here in the US. I said to my family as uh, you know, the older brother, I'm 17 years older than her, I'll take her with me and go to the US. And they looked at me like I'm crazy. What you, are you going to do in the U.S.? I said, don't worry, I got it. <laughs> so, contacted University of North Texas, UNT, enrolled. With some kind of glitch in my application, I ended up doing second bachelor in, believe it or not, in operation and supply chain management. Something falls into my, it's like a reset for my qualification having U.S. degree and learning to go back with the, you know, hey, I got this uh, U.S. degree, higher education, graduate student. I am an unqualified person. I'm always looking for that approval from somebody else. And they said, okay, now then they tell you no. The second bachelor ended up with the third bachelor and an MBA. So what so you're looking you at here? Three, so you have three bachelors and yes, an sir. MBA? You're MBA. probably, you're Just probably for the most educated dude, not only in the detailing industry, but the auto recon industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, here's the thing. As being, came here as an international student, and it's a pretty challenging status, to be honest with you. I'm going to be very honest and very frank about things. 
Once you are an international student, you are subject to different laws, different uh, screening. Uh, you've been vetted every time you go in and out of the country. That is fine. I have nothing to worry about. It's just that I wouldn't accept to be treated less than anybody else. So I have right. to be up to the standard with everybody that I'm meeting. It's in terms of social, financial, it's not a big, I don't care. I'm poor. I'm not rich, but I'm there. I'm making a living. I'm happy. I don't care about somebody else. But I need to up to you. Like I look up to people like you, for example, guys. Successful owning a business. They know what they're doing. Good looking. You know, there you Good go. Good looking, oh, that's me. <laughs> he, he's the ugly costume wearing dude. That's all right. Oh, wait, he took it off. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, I have to be up to the standard in terms of U.S. life uh, standard and even where I come from. My family is highly educated, well-established family in terms of ethics and, you know, values and stuff like that. So there's no compromise. What I'm doing here is the same thing I do overseas. So that made me, you know, go for my second bachelor in uh, operation supply chain management, then uh, work for a year, then, uh, hey, I need to be here. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't compromise or, you know, try to take advantage of the situation. So I had to do things in the right way. So I was like five classes away, ended up with a third bachelor in real estate management and multi-property valuation and investment, stuff like that. Something really nice and you can make money on the side, maybe. I don't know. I said, I did not use it yet, but I will. I will. So, oh my God. Did I talk too much? Anyway. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. But yeah. now there's tons of things going through my head. So with all the education you have and everything, how did you get, and I, and I, I know the answer to this, but I want everyone else to hear it. How did you get into auto recon and, and hooked up with car guys? Because we're now back During my work experience, I love cars. Nothing in my mind except cars. Cars, 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 and Mustang. Cars, 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 and a Mustang. I'm not for the Chevy guy, but I love Mustangs, especially the Fox body, which I have already, which I waited 27 years to get. So in 2009, I always wanted to do something um, I love, so decided to come to the U.S., deal with cars, which I did through, throughout my study. And I worked for a, a company in Colorado, those who are sponsored me, and shout out, shout out to Automark USA in Colorado, they sponsored me and they got me where I'm at right now. So going back uh, in 2015, as every year I go to SEMA. Yeah, this is my vacation. One week at SEMA, seven days from Sunday to Sunday. I walk every aisle, every hall at SEMA. I'm not kidding you. By the time the SEMA is up, my feet are swelling this big. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in pain. The reason of which I like to, I'm a visual guy. I like to see things, meet people, understand. And this is where I made some of my money is just having a product that I believe in. I uh, look at things from a different perspective and just ship it overseas and make my money out of it. Dealt with so many big companies like WeatherTech and uh, Diamondback Covers. And I did ship, ship some of their stuff and uh, also a classic design concept. Awesome people, awesome guys. I was the first to build the very, the very wide body challenger 
in the Middle East. The same car was at the Fast and Furious, the new Challenger with the white yeah, yeah. I built two of them in Qatar. So there is a, like a success factors when going to SEMA. The only thing I didn't know about is detail, honest to God. I couldn't tell the difference between a lotion and a combine or wax. Everybody's talking about 1500 grid, compound, 2500, 3000. I was like, what's going on here? So I met this company. Was I saw in their display they have an all line of detailing product, which is PNS. Yep. Talked to them, said, yeah, you can come on board. We do training. We can let you, uh, we, we'll show you how to do that. Okay, finished talking. My interest was the business aspect of it, buying product and ship them, as I said, make it my money. Then walking away from PNS, going towards Flex booth. That just happened in a coincidence. I've seen these people holding this machine and they're going, and you know, what they're doing. I mean, they're, again, they're talking about 1500, this bad, this, and I have no clue what they're talking about. Little you know, I was talking to this guy, what's going on here? He goes, that's it. They're buffing, they're doing a, a you know, scratch or pain correction, and they use this and that. And I, told, I asked him, how can I learn about that? He goes, you need to talk to Renny. I said, who the hell is Renny? You're PNS. <laughs> With lots of information in my brain, I always take pictures and I go back, remember what I talked about. I saw, to go, you have to go to PNS. Who, who's PNS? Said this, he just kind of like almost grabbed my hand. Just said, "Come with me. I know you're a dumbass. You you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll show you what's being asked." That guy was, I, I believe, it was Harry Sandwich from the detail yep. market. Yep. Took me back to the same company, PNS, and he's this bolded, good-looking guy. He thinks he's so sexy, you know, ready. <laughs> and we start talking. The awesome guy. He kind of like mm. went down to my level of. Thinking, well, I'm not not saying I'm dumb. I don't understand. It's just that I didn't know what I'm talking about. He goes, right. "Why did you come on board, do a training, and we'll take it from there?" In 2015, I was supposed to, you know, go by the end, like by November, I believe, to do training. But I kind of hesitated. Went in early 2016. I, I believe it was in March or February. I'm not really sure. So I trained with Renny from nothing. I had zero knowledge when I started with Reni, and it took off from there. Again, I was in school. Yep. It was very challenging. I have to keep up with schools to be here at the same time learning detailing. So what I did, me liking cars, buying cars, detail them myself, do there for my own mistakes. So I don't have to worry about liability. And the good thing about the detail mafia, and once you guys join the detail mafia and the detailing success, is you learn one thing, don't compromise values or ethics. You have to do the right thing. You can't just go and say, I can do this. There's liability. Always do the right thing and you know, make sure you're covered legally and officially so you don't have run into unnecessary surprises. So that kept, that printed in my brain. I, and I decided not to do anything foolish that jeopardized my status or my business. So uh, nothing much. Uh, I mean, uh, from there, I just kept doing my thing, buying my stuff through supply chain, international service, ship overseas, and uh, detailed cars that I own. Buy me a car, enjoy it for a couple of uh, months or a year, then sell it, make my money back or a little bit profit on top of it. 
and just took from there and just keep going. Now, the line of cars that I had, it's really amazing. It's like a bucket list that I'm being checking off every time I buy a car. Buick GS, tea bucket. Imagine me, me in, a, in a tea bucket. My wife liked it, that's for sure. But me, it's fun you know, to get in that tea bucket. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, 61 Lincoln, Continental, uh, Square Bodies, Geon Trucks. I mean, you, I had few. I mean, Camaros, 88 Camaro Convertible, a Bug, Beetle. I mean, that was an awesome car. That's a fun car to drive. Now my latest my latest car is a 1972 Buick GS which I have right now. That's going to go through a full paint correction like some kind of concourse detailing. I'm going to try that on my own car. So hopefully I don't miss it up. So we'll see what will happen. Yeah. So so what have you have you counted how many cars you've done? Oh. Total um, with the cars I've done with my own and a couple of uh, friends, I would say about I'll say about 25. I'll say 25. You're, you're still young. You'll catch up. Brad's <laughs> yeah. so proud. I mean, the guy goes to cars like uh, I'm, I'm on so. number 51. I just bought my 51st car. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> He's a, it just, it just that I don't want to, as I said, it, it's, I don't want to have cars uh, detailed for others and worry about other things. I'm yeah. just, I'm kind of very systematic kind of guy like like you need doing an IT project you have to really work with the technology that you got and its constraints and limitation you can't just go outside the scope you have to be within what what's the intention of that technology and this is me i mean yeah i can have a, 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 i did advertise a couple of times and i had like three or four cars lined up for detailing and i said no this is has to stop so I select my own customers, happy this way. I'm making enough money where towards where I'm living decently and I don't have to worry. And as really, have you guys heard really so many times, find your thing that works for you. Is yep. your daily wash kind of guy, uh, conquers detailing, bank correction, ceramic coating. You you find your, your, but there are some basics you need to follow. You can't just go ahead and do things you know, just saying, yeah, I can do it. Ah, I can do a bank correction for $150. That's not going to happen. That's not me. You have to do the right thing at a certain level at a certain time. Yep. So, and I think that that's really important for people, no matter whether they're doing like you're doing with supply chain and being product distribution or whether they're actually doing cars, you know, whether they're just doing high-end cars or dealerships or ceramic coatings, <clears throat> you have to... Not not shoot yourself in the foot by cutting yourself to the quick and doing it for nothing. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people think if they're the cheapest person on the block, that's the way to go. And that is not the way to do business. You don't want to be yeah, the cheapest person on the block. You want to be um, somewhere where you're happy, you're making a living, and you're covering your <clears throat> more than covering just your expenses. You're covering your expenses plus making a profit. Otherwise, why are you doing this? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like that the hard way to be honest with you, not from detailing, but from, you know, cars. One of the things I've done while I'm here, I did export few high-end, specially built cars by Shelby American. Mm -hmm. One of them is the GT350, 2011 GT350. It was the first in the Middle East, automatic, 
one of seven automac that has been built by Shelby American, signed by Carol Shelby. The other one was 2012 Super Snake, 850 horsepower. Ooh. It's for two brothers, high-end clientele. They're good guys, but, you know, because Yasser was so affordable in a way cheap, they took Yasser for granted. Like they said, okay, we cannot pay Yasser in this item. Exported mm. seven cars for them. And I, honestly, how much I made, I will tell you this, was zero. Why? Because I was hoping, you know, when, once you operate on a hope, you're not going to get anyway on a promise. Don't, this is my advice to everybody, don't pro- make a promise over a promise. If you've been promised something, don't go out there and say, hey, I promise you to do things based on the promise that's been given to me. Yeah. Just that's something you, I learned the hard way in a time where I needed the money very badly. But that money was not my objective as far as being successful. Remember, I told you, I have to finish stuff. I have to be successful. So I learned my lesson not to do things for free. That's one of the reasons I'm not having a full-time detailing shop. My customer, I buy my car, I detail it, and I take it. I just sold a 57 Chevy at Mecham auction. I made very good money out of it. They made the upper hand money on it, yes. But I, may, I was very happy, please. It's a win-win situation. You don't look on how much you lost in terms of profit. You look at how much you made right now. And we learned something in all my three professional certificates that I got from, U, uh, from UNT is that time value money. Mm-hmm. You know, Money, what you got is $100 now is more important than $1,000 hour later. I don't care. If I can make $100 right now in a minute, I'll take it. Rather waiting in a might or possibility of making a thousand in an hour from now. That's yeah. not going to happen. Well, so, a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people <clears throat> think about that financially. Um, you know, with your background in finances and everything, there's a lot of people that play in the stock market and, you know, they'll buy something. And, and as soon as the, as soon as that, that particular item they've bought starts to drop, they, they freak out. And, and most people will end up selling it when it's at the worst possible time to sell it. And they'll be like, yeah. Oh man, I lost all this money. Well, you didn't lose any money until you sold it. Don't, That's if true. you bought it, if you buy something at 40, don't ever sell it below 40 or you're, you're, you're giving away money. Why would you ever do that? Just hold on to it. And I, I look at cars the same way. I don't, I don't lose money on cars. When I yeah, buy a car, I don't care if it's a $200 pile of junk. I'm going to make more than $200 on that car. Shoot, he even <clears throat> sold a dead engine that we pulled out of my uh, Chevy van. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, do we haul this to the to, to the junk? He goes, no, I'll sell we'll it. Sell it. I'm like, you're going to sell it? Yeah. yeah. Two weeks later, weeks later, he came in and brought me cash and we split hey, it. Selling is an art. I'll tell you, people who can really sell they have special skills. I somehow cancel, but I'm not a salesperson, to be honest with you. I can't talk to people, but selling is an art. What's really, if you can uh, accompany that art with the purchasing skills, how to buy stuff, you are making money on the go. Mm-hmm. And that's what supply chain international services is all of. Supply chain is a procurement type of a company. You buy things at certain costs, you leverage that cost to your advantage, and you, you make your profit by reducing costs, not by making sales or making sales margins. It's just how you buy stuff. 
And it's all about logistics, how you move things from A to B and make everybody happy. And yep. that's something you have to realize as a business owner. If you want to go buy something for $100 and sell it for $1,000, good luck with that. You can do it, but there is certain limitations to that. Mm -hmm. I'm not an IT guy like, you know, Amazon or those guys who made their fortune, but I'm a kind of guy who like to do trades, buy stuff and resell them, being reasonable in my purchases, within my limitation, and find the right client for it. Does that make sense? And I, and I like your combination, right? Because you have a passion for cars and yeah. you're like, all right, I know that I can spot a good buy on a car. And yeah. then I can take that same car and use my skills, my know-how and the right products. And mm -hmm. I can detail that sucker to make it really attractive to ABC buyer that That's often cool. is across the other mm -hmm. side of the ocean. And you're like, look, not only have I procured this car, I've made it better, but I also, as part of my services of supply chain management, I will also ship it to you with a bow. Exactly. You're going to be happy with the product that I've delivered that is actually a complete process. That is correct. That is absolutely right. That's what it's all about. I can't say it better than that. Yep. And again, again, you have you build your reputation in terms of integrity and quality. You have to really provide what's really good for the customers, for your uh, potential customers. Yeah, you can buy a junk and make money out of it, but you have to be very clear. Hey, I'm buying this stuff. This is the situation. I had a friend who called me, a very dear friend. He goes, "Yeah, sir, I'll give you a top dollar for." Uh, 1988, uh, what was it? 1988 Camaro that I had. I'm not sure. No, actually, it's a 1972 Buick GS also that I had. And I told him, listen, dude, I, I will willing to sell it to you only and only if if you are you come and visit me in the US. Other than that, I'm not gonna sell it to you, even if I tell you everything. Because if I send you all the pictures, everything you need to know about it, you're still gonna be mad at me if you don't see things on you by yourself. I knew the guy, I knew how he thinks. I was very honest. He goes, I'll pay you whatever you're asking. I said, I would rather not get your money. And, uh, you know, uh, and we were still friends rather than get your money and lose your friendship. So, yeah. Well, there, there's an important lesson in there's understanding and knowing your customer. Yeah. Especially when you're in a specialty service like you are, you know, understanding the pickiness of a customer can really make or break your reputation. That's true. That's true. I understand. Dealing with people is an art. As I mentioned earlier, salespeople, they know how to read people. They know how to trigger things that make you do that, make them buy things. I mean, I'm trying to be that person. But in a way, at the same time, I would like them to enjoy what I'm doing. Not just only yeah. buying it, enjoying it. And... That's the whole point for me being here. It's just yeah. doing what I love, what I enjoy. And do, can I get a job with all my qualifications? Yes, I can. But I want to do what I love to do, cars. And I call, I've been called by my family, especially my mom and my stepdad. God bless them. I, I, you know, I have to really give the credit for me being here and survive all the hurdle and financial and you know, social uh, challenges due to my stepdad. He's the guy who really supported me along with my mom. 
They said, hey, just take care of your family. And that's what really you need to do. Money is, yeah. is not so, it's a subjective thing. And I've, yeah. I, I haven't been asking a lot. I didn't ask him for a lot. But they, were, they knew what Yasser is capable of doing. And see, they supported me when I needed the support. So I give them the, all the credit that I can give in my life. Well, and, that, and I think that is that is the key. A lot of people, you know, that watch the show or question, uh, give us questions as to what do I need to do to be successful, and that's really what you need to be do to be successful is do something you enjoy doing. Uh, make oh, yeah. sure that your priorities are straight, that it's your family and taking care of yourself, Absolutely. and um, and taking care of your clients, meeting their expectations, exceeding their expectations, and and the main thing is just don't be a jerk. You can just not be a jerk. And that's, you know, there's a lot of quote salespeople that are just jerks. They'll, they'll do whatever, they'll say whatever they can say to get there's you. There's no reason to be, yeah, absolutely. I'm a big guy. Look at me. I'm a big guy. I can, yeah. I can be scary. I mean, I don't want to be scary. I'm, I'm a good guy. I, I want to yeah. be this guy who you can really rely on, call when you need help. And hey, I like you to enjoy and love what I'm doing. Love yeah. cars. Well, I, I think. I want to go back to an earlier conversation we had, right? Because it ties into this. I love cars. I love my business. And it is easy to get so wrapped up in your business, so wrapped up in driving for success that you forget to do what's important. And you actually did something this summer that totally reset you. So Lance, would you oh, yeah. like to share that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So this since 2009, being here, doing what I love to do, wasn't an easy ride. It was so stressful, what, looking over my shoulder, making sure that I'm doing the right thing, not breaking any laws. I don't want to get in trouble with this and that. Not that I'm scared. I'm just, I'm worried about my kids. I want them to become successful. So just being in the U.S. is my ultimate success uh, or achievement. And you know, guys, how, how's that challenging with recent uh, laws and uh, we don't want to get into politics, but anyway. Right. So in 2000, right, and it's exactly in in February of this year, like a switch, when I switch off my worry and said, "F it, I'm out of here." And you know what? I'm not worried. My mom asked me, "So what kind of job are you gonna get?" I said, "Mom, don't worry about me. I'm happy. I'm just being happy." I swear I did. My wife asked me, I actually, I said, are we traveling this year? I said, hell yeah, we're traveling. And so she goes, how are you going to do it? I said, I don't know. Just wait. We'll wait till May or June. That's our travel time. And I'll let you know. Guess what? I made enough money when I paid my credit card and paid my air tickets. And we flew to Jordan, Qatar and Jordan. Man, it was the best travel vacation I had in since 2009, even though I'm, I travel every year, but this was the most worryless vacation I had in my life. Went to Jordan, went to the Dead Sea, celebrated my anniversary, and we, we as my wife's family, 36 people, went to the Kempinski and did in uh, in Aqaba, Red Sea. We we had the best time there. We're loud, laughing, and swimming, and eating, and you name it, man. You name it. Just not to worry. It just, I decided not to worry about anything else in this world. And 
I'm just praying to God every time that He guides me towards work to make the right decision and enjoy life as much as I can. I teach my kids how to enjoy their life and appreciate what they got. And I will keep the, what I'm doing till God do His work. I mean, I don't know. That's awesome. That is awesome. And I think that's that's I think that is quite honestly the key to you know. A lot of people being successful is their own worry gets in the way. Well, what if, what if, what if? And, and, you know, there's a lot of times that Jody and I will stress out and we'll come in here and bang our heads on the wall. But a lot of times we'll do something simple that takes that away. I mean, we'll, we'll go to McDonald's and buy a $1 soda and it will calm us (laughs) down or we'll, you know, go do something stupid. We'll do something stupid on a video or something. And you just have to kind of you have to ground yourself and refocus your attention on why you're doing it and um, how you can be better for your customers and for the people that are relying on you. Uh, and that's usually what brings you back around. Absolutely. I agree hundred percent. And it's all about, uh, you know, as I said, doing the right thing and become good at what you're doing. And what you measure your success with is subjective. Is it the money you're making or is it the satisfaction of your customers? Combination, I don't know, you decide it. I don't care if you're making a million dollar a month. I'm happy with a thousand dollar a month. That's enough for me. I mean, do I wanna make a million dollar? Yes. And that's the reason I kind of gave up on so many opportunities where, uh, because I was stressful and worried about doing things that I might fail. No, it's not anymore. I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna lose money, but guess what, I'm here. I'm still strong, young, I'm 47, but I'm still young. I can do it again and again. Plus, I got my qualification. Worst case scenario, I go and work at McDonald's. You know, if they take me, maybe I'm not qualified for them. I don't know. But again, <laughs> you're <yes>. overqualified. <laughs> I love, hey, guys, I love hamburgers. I love, I really do love hamburgers and briskets, you believe it or not. I do. Yeah. Don't be surprised. Yeah. I ended up doing a restaurant, so. We just there you go. We even got a comment here from William, brisket yeah. lover. Let's go. Oh my God. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, and shout out to William Lar, man. He's uh he's doing some really cool things with yeah, I'm, hey. like PNS detail supply store. Oh my god, he really got growing. me. It's great. I'll tell you this, he got me so excited. I might do what he's doing. I love PNS. PNS is a really good company. Yes, they are. Very, uh, Bob Phillips and his brother and the whole, you know, team um, uh, of PNS are really helpful and you know keep keep the blessing keep these oh, yeah. like amazing team. When you have people like this, can give you all the winning factors or success factors. I mean, you should not be worried. To be honest with you, you should not. I mean, they'll support you. And need to say also the detail mafia, the detailing success, Rini Doyle and Diane. I mean, I. I can't thank them enough for the, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, trust and opportunity they gave me being in uh, Air Force One three years in a row, 2017, 18, and 19. I can't, I mean, I mean, come on, look at me. Really? They said you can't go. 
<laughs> yeah, but, but but you can't. Judge. I know I'm good looking, but hey, I didn't think that that good looking. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but right. you you can't judge a detailer by the way they looks, man. It's oh, the way on, they yeah. handle the polisher. Right, <laughs> right, that's right. I've seen some detailers that look pretty pretty rough that are really good, and I've seen some that are pretty sexy that can't do anything. So we need to give some stuff away. So as you guys know, every month this year, uh, Buff and Shine has given us a load of pads mm, and uh, it's a whole box. So I'll this, take is it. The la- this is the last box that we have. We have we mm. have a couple of other extra things we're going to do next month, but this is the last big box that we're going to be giving away until we cook something up with Dr. Clinto. Yeah. So are you so, pulling uh, I, I'll, I'll pull it. You tell me when to stop. Uh, stop. Okay. Okay, who is our lucky winner in October? Holy cow, you wrote it. It's Br- uh, Bernardo, Bernardo Archibald. Archibald from Monster Clean Hydro Car Wash and Detail. That's okay. quite the name, man. So, so we will try to get a hold of you, get a hold of is. us, and then we will send oh. you a box of goodies courtesy of RoadFS and, P- and uh, uh, Buff and Shine. Buff and Shine. So... Yeah, well, yes, sir. We're so glad that you took the time to to visit with us. I mean, you really have a unique angle on the detailing world. I don't think anybody's doing it quite the way you are. You know, the combination of supply chain, picking a product, detailing it, and shipping it off to <laughs> people that are just passionate about Same. cars. And that's that's amazing. So. Oh. Always good to do what you love, man. Always, that's what I'm teaching my kids, and I love being in here. That's knowing you guys. It's a, it's an honor to be honest with you. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah. you're a true example of success, and we should look up to you guys. And good luck in what you're doing, and I hope you guys be as successful as you can be. And guess what? We should take you overseas. I mean, just ship your product overseas. Man. That's what I, I'm I talking about. We did talk about that, but let's now we can do it. I guess I can do it. We'll meet one day. We'll discuss it. All right. We'll meet. We'll figure we'll it, it out. We and, will do uh, it, my friend. In fact, um, I, I'm mm. actually working on something right now that will take us international. So awesome. um, as we're working on that, we will give you further details. And I'm telling you, Rod and I are heads down. The the development team in the background they're like all right what is rod and jody coming up with next uh because we have some major enhancements coming in q4 that the guys are working on the goal is to have that already for mobile tech expo uh, awesome. rod and i will be there we have a presentation yep. that keynote, we will be given key, one of the keynotes and uh, so we're really excited about that seeing everybody there uh hopefully everybody will have a scary and fun halloween Oh, yeah. they will at my house because I'll be there. Yeah, they're well. always scared when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you so much, and thank we will you guys take- for having me. Yeah, absolutely, anytime. And those of you that are tuned in, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Please remember to like, share, and hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Yes, and please. you will get uh, notifications when we go live. So we will check you guys same time, same bat channel, just next week. That's awesome. See ya. Bye bye. Thank you. Thanks, man.